shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why the day is sunny. Good evening. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. I am your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. My guest this evening is founder of one of the hottest design and architecture firms in the Twin Cities. That's saying a lot. <laughs> it is saying a lot. Miss Amanda Mayday from Studio Gray is with us. Amanda, I am so happy that you're here. Thank you. It's fun to be here. I mean, we're starting it off with a shot, so it can't go wrong here. <laughs> we're going to get along so well. The last name is Mayday? Mayday. Well, that's yep. awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Married into it, so I haven't heard it all my life with all the, the funny little sayings that go along with it, so I'm ready. So you, do, do, do you use it a lot? Do you just scream mayday, mayday when you're falling down all the time and people no, look at you? No, but I probably should. I probably should. It used to be Nelson. So, I mean, I'll take I'll take a mayday over a Nelson, I guess. I stand out a little bit more, I think, than that. So. Mayday is great. Absolutely. Yes. No, this is awesome. So thank you for being on the program. This is going to be a great show. Our master of spirits, our in-house coctologist from Mercy Restaurant and Mill Valley Kitchen, Benedict's. Uh, Mr. Dan Newkirk, how are you, my friend? A little cold. Of course we're cold. It's Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Winter is here, and winter is angry. Yes. <laughs> we we warmed just up. Begun. You know, we warmed up. We warmed up with a shot. Our our cocktail this evening is going to be fantastic. It's gonna. Well, we'll see how good it is. We'll, yeah, I don't you got to win me yeah. over. We're going to be doing an espresso martini. But we launched the program with our traditional round of shots. We didn't do a hard oak. We didn't have a second shot. But we launched with some aquavit. And by the way, folks, if you guys don't have aquavit in your bar, just for a quick shot or or you know, uh, uh, on the rocks, I guess. Yeah. You need to have it. Mm -hmm. How would you describe the flavor of aquavit? Well, here's the thing: aquavit is meant to be drunk uh, neat, <clears throat> and um, basically, aquavit is gin. Mm -hmm. But they have certain parameters they have to abide by. Like it has to have uh, either dill or anise or uh, coriander. Uh, it's certain parameters that make it aquavit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically gin. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, so it's 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 the juniper forward that you're used to in a gin. Kind of takes a backseat to some kind of floral or some kind of herbal. Yeah, but they, they got certain uh, pillars that they need to meet to be considered an aquavit. I have always wondered the difference between that because I'm like, if I get it, it's going to taste somewhat similar to me. Yeah. But clearly not. So that's good to know. They, they range. Like a couple, couple years knowledge. ago, we hosted the uh, National Aquavit Week, so I got to work with every single aquavit uh, maker in the world. So that was really really neat. Um, it really kind of like uh, confirmed my passion for that sweet, sweet spirit of Scandinavian people. And it is. And the first two hours, which is all you could remember, were great. And yeah. the next three days were complete There was, there was a lot of cheersing and toasting going on, and I was just having a good time. It is. but it, And it is. It's a Scandinavian drink. It's a, I Honestly, I had never even heard of Aquavit back in New York. I never drank it until I moved to Minnesota. Yeah. It's 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 kind of weird. So it's a hidden secret. So. We went from Jägermeister in Wisconsin to oh. Aquavit in Minnesota. <laughs> you oh. walked your game a little bit. That is definitely <laughs> moving up. It's a good move. Brett, should we play a little moving on up? You up from anything. <laughs> oh, just bad flashbacks of Jägermeister. <laughs> <laughs> we all have bad flashbacks of Jägermeister. It's required. All right. But you're going to mix together a uh, an espresso martini. So, Brett, hit us with some mixing music. So the uh, the vodka is uh, – I get the like the vanilla beans from my, my friend uh, Blue Ballard, um, his Sugar Mama Spice Company. Uh, Madagascar vanilla beans, which are very, very expensive, actually uh, more precious than silver right now. Seriously? Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I drew the fuse for the vodka. Today I used the uh, Wander North vodka. Uh, which is the local distillery. 
uh, my barback's uh, mom is a part owner, so it's kind of nice to keep it in the family. Give them a shout out. Absolutely. Uh, usually you can use a one and a half on the uh, the, the Madagascar vanilla baka. A uh, half ounce of Bailey's, but I brought in a really fancy uh, orange or creamy liqueur. It's uh, creme d'alba. It kind of puts Bailey's to shame just because it was the holiday season. It's not hard to put Bailey's to shame. <laughs> yeah, I no, mean, exactly. It's I just agree. whiskey and sugar water. And then being yeah. that it's a clear spirit, I use uh, simple syrup because, you know, dark dark spirits, dark sugar, light spirits, light sugar. Ooh, good call. And good then, call. Uh, Did also, you make the simple syrup yourself? Of course. Of course. Bricks at 50, perfectly mixed. Well played. Okay. I'm learning. I'm learning this guy right now. This is an educational program. I think uh, AM 950 actually gets educational credit for this, don't yeah. you? As I said, we are required to air public service programming on the airwaves. I think this can count. Yes. We should do like a half hour a week. It's educational and a cautionary tale. All in one. All right. Dan is mixing up in a Boston shaker. Shake the shite out of it because you want that good froth. Absolutely. And a Boston shaker, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys don't know, you take a smaller and a larger vessel. They nest together, go back and forth rather than just a standard shaker where you've only got a little bit of room for the uh, the shaking to take place. Or at my house, you just cover the shaker with your hand and try to shake it as fast as you can. <laughs> yes. You we got to treat you one. up, baby. <laughs> we got to go up on that. And hey, then you you're double straining. You <laughs> you're double straining as well. So you've got the uh, Hawthorne strainer placed over the vessel. Mm-hmm. The yard, no, it's not a yard. It's a half of a Boston shaker. And then you're pouring that through a fine... Fine mesh strainer, correct? Yep, I just don't want any of the ice chips to be chewed on. So this is coming out. It looks almost like a uh, I don't know, cocoa. Ch- ch- I don't know, chocolate something. You look troubled. You look it, worried. I'm not a sweet drink person, so when you said espresso martini, you know, I was like, uh, you got to sell me on it. I mean, looking at this, I think you are going to sell me on it. I'm not going to say no to any kind of alcohol in front of me, but, you know, the this, two sweet stuff, I, I can have one. <laughs> she's, it's, she's like she's, she's a she Greg. This is awesome. <laughs> but let me know if you decide like, to have dirty six. martinis. Do those exist here? But I'll take this. This is like the dessert before my dirty martini later. I'm with you. Look, here's the deal. I said this in the cocktail compendium coming out in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, I slam this drink because I don't like foo foo drinks. I don't mm-hmm. like sweet cocktails, and I just resent the fact that everything that's put into a martini glass is called a martini, and that's not true. I mean, it's just not true. But Newkirk is assuring me that this is not going to be a sweet foo-foo drink. This is something legit. Is that correct? Uh, we're going to go ahead and let your mouth figure that out. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to have a sip. Brett, don't miss the uh, music. Here we go. <laughs> Everybody try it. All right. Wow. All right. It okay. tastes like an iced latte. In the best it does way. It tastes a bit like an iced latte. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still sweet. I'm not going to pretend like it's not sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than like a straight chocolate one. Like this is actually the, the coffee-ness or whatever cuts the sweetness a little well, bit. Well, just wait till we're all speaking in tongues because we're all jacked up on booze and caffeine. <laughs> I love <laughs> like, this. Oh, yeah, I love this drink so much. <laughs> Will you make me another? <laughs> we're studying comedy together, and it's going to be martinis all day long. Oh, um, no, it's not bad, though. Very nice. All right. Like and it. would you recommend that? So this would be a good after-dinner dessert cocktail, right? Yeah, get the bowels back in place. <laughs> Fair enough. That's good. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. I like it. I'm not going to shame it. I'm not going to have six. I'm going to call it, maybe I can get two down, and then I'll have a sugar high. I'll also have an espresso high. Or we could just finish this one and finish off the Aquavit. Yeah, I think we're probably going to go that route. We'll, <laughs> I like we'll that find idea. out. I plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple quick seconds, and before we go to break, I'm going to ask the question. Amanda, 
What are you? A Merry Christmas person or a Happy Holidays person? Or do you just sneer at people when you buy your gifts? I am going to say I'm neither. I don't I don't sneer at people, but I just stay out of the madness. I don't go shopping like crazy. We really don't do any gifts in our family. I, I'm the Grinch of Minnesota that does not like Christmas or holidays. So wow. Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. I don't care. I'm so glad I chose you for our holiday episode. This is great. Yeah, but I mean, everyone else, have a great time. Whatever you're <laughs> Which we will. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get some espresso and some booze in our system. When we come back, we're talking about interior design, architecture, and more. Stick with us. You better watch out. You better not cry. Don't pop telling you why. I just came back from a lovely trip along the Milky Way. I stopped off at the North Oh, welcome back to Drink in the Style, where we are torturing two Christmas hating guests, gotologists, <laughs> with Ella Fitzgerald's wishing us a swing in Christmas. I, I can't blame, you know what, I, I, I like Christmas music, and there's not enough of it going around. Anybody who's worked in retail hates Christmas music, because you've been subjected to endless hours of the same 45 songs over and over again. I get that. But it, there's still something bouncy and happy and nostalgic. On Christmas, maybe. But you don't need you it. You get one day. In you only have one day. I've been battling my 24 wife. 24 hours. The Jewish people took seven, but you know what? The Christians only gave one. <laughs> so They have one holiday song, Dreidel, that they play over and over for those seven, for seven days. days. So straight. consider yourself lucky, Newkirk. <laughs> You're listening to Drink in the Style. We're having a great time. You're right. The espresso martini, I think, is working its magic. Oh, I'm super warm on the inside. Can check? (laughs) Shake it yet? No? Better have some more. (laughs) Right. You're coming back and do another show with us, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. We'll we'll come up with some other kind of torturous music for you. Just tell me what you don't like. I'll make sure I program it. It's pretty much just the holidays. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Amanda Mayday from Studio Gray is with us. Um, as I said, Amanda, you guys have been getting a lot of press. You have just been gangbusters uh, in the Twin Cities. All roads smoke lead. Smoke and mirrors. I don't know. It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> a little more smoke, a little few, a few fewer mirrors, and you're in business. Um, to introduce our listeners to Studio Gray. Yeah, Studio Gray has been around for almost seven years now. So we are about to reach our seventh year when I was going to be happy if I made it three. I mean, this is kind of a... a a really exciting year, and I'm, I'm super pumped that it's continuing to be successful. Good for you. And especially 2019 has been like a year of growth and change and all good things, like scary and new and good. So our, our main thing that we, that we do is um, we help elevate our vision for our clients in the branding, interior design, and architecture world for mostly commercial work. So our kind of bread and butter right now is restaurant design. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we've done. That's my background since I've started being a designer of kind of what my my true passion was. What have the, like, give us a couple of restaurants you've done recently. Um, so recently we did Handsome Hog um, in St. Paul, Gray Duck, uh, kind of with the same group for some of those. Um, we did Northern Tap House, which is down in Lakeville, my hometown. So that was one of the more recent ones. Woo-hoo. Woo! Shaky starting. <laughs> yeah, nice. Don't don't spill something. It'll piss off Matt McNeil. 
Um, we've helped with a lot of refreshes too. Like we just did the Borough Minneapolis refresh um, nice. for their space. We're helping out with some of their decor elements and some of their other restaurants that the Jester Concept groups uh, work with. So we we get to work with a lot of different clientele in the restaurant area from like I said, the remodels, like smaller little furniture updates to the full-on concept design. So if you come with no idea of what you want to do except for open a restaurant, Mm -hmm. we can help you build the brand. We can help you build your logo, your website, all this kind of stuff. So we try to be this one-stop shop. shop. That's fantastic. It's a big deal because otherwise people come in, they're like, I don't know where to go for 12 different companies. And it's like, you can come to us. We'll coordinate everything for you. So you've got graphic design people. Mm -hmm. You've got creative people. You've got architectural aspects yes. you've got the entire the entire yes. gamut and like the biggest thing in the last like year and a half was bringing on people that weren't designers that was like the biggest step was you know we, we had five interior designers at one point and i was like this is if we're going to grow or develop somewhere we've got to change up the system here and, and bring in people that don't design i think it's a great idea mm-hmm. let's keep talking about restaurants because i love restaurants restaurants are kind of the 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 red-headed stepchild or not even that just the the bastard offspring how's that work of, Easy, of commercial. Greg. Easy, Greg. It's true. It's good. <laughs> do you know my, my three constants in the restaurant business with the fourth adjunct? Do you remember this one, Dan? I, I don't remember the whole thing. There are three constants in the restaurant business with one bonus, depending on your circumstances going into it. Those three constants are sex, drugs, and bankruptcy. And the adjunct is divorce. Now, <laughs> Just don't get married and screw the adjunct. <laughs> the bankruptcy thing uh, is, is not always a terrible thing. I mean, restaurants have life cycles. They come down, and that's usually whatever warm, that's whatever landing they come up with. It's but, one of the toughest things to go into business and I feel well, I shouldn't say one of the toughest but like in what I deal with it's yeah. it's hard I mean if they can last a year it's successful you've got tiny margins I mean you know this more than anything else you've yeah. got you've got employees who are erratic you've got customers who can be difficult mm-hmm. it is literally one of the it is, as far as I'm concerned, it's the one business. I've gone into a lot of businesses, and the restaurant business, I've said this to you before, is the one business I probably would never want to touch. But it's also one of the most fun. Wait, you when you, but when you're good, do. you're good. The, the, uh, the cream always rises to the top. You've so. got to yeah. get a system down for it. And it's always nervous having new clients come in who have never done it before, and it's like a pet project for them. Like, oh, uh-huh. I just I want to open this. And it's kind of like a... Do you know what's all involved? Right. Like, Do you, you know what you're spend, getting into? <laughs> you want to spend this much money on design? I wouldn't. Like, So that's where we try to step in and say, don't spend the money here. It's not worth your dollar. You're not going to get your dollar back on that. Save that money. Don't spend as much or spend it somewhere else. So we we try to help guide so the clients, too. It's not just on... making it pretty and wonderful. It's like, yeah, well, that's it actually a, a really, really cool aspect of what you guys do. That's not that's not a normal service for a design, design firm. No, it's and I've, cool. I've worked in restaurants, so I feel like I've seen back of house, front of house, you yeah, know, and no, then the design side of it, too, cool. and the dollars that go into making them. So it's like I don't know everything, but I know enough to help hopefully guide people in the in the right direction or that's really neat you know help steer them clear from a disaster there's also you know there's also the aspect that you know as i was saying so i was starting on a tangent of bastard stepchild of of hospital of (laughs) commercial and and residential design it Mm -hmm. really is because you're eating you're in a space that would normally be you know a dining room or some kind of Mm -hmm. communal family oriented space unlike an office which is very specific for where you're working and what you're trying to accomplish right so you need to kind of bring those two things together which is not easy right no i mean it's with everything so we're not just doing restaurants we're doing office spaces Mm -hmm. we're doing hospital 
hospitality projects. We're doing multifamily housing, so apartment buildings going up everywhere. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all you see downtown right now mm-hmm. or anywhere in the you know lining vicinity. Mm-hmm. Um, but all these design styles are meshing together. So there's really no line between residential and hospitality anymore. So in your home, you want it to feel like a hotel or a restaurant, you know, capabilities. In a restaurant, you want it to feel like it's someone's home or it's got the functionality of an office where you can plug in at the bar and charge all of your, you know, stuff that you need and not bother the bartender to plug your phone in, mm-hmm. which... I'm well, you're sure still you going know. to, though. It's yes. fine. <laughs> <laughs> we know they don't make batteries last a whole day. <laughs> I was just watching a movie, Shazam. Dude, is, he's a superhero. Oh, wow. He's walking oh, by. No. I know. I thought it was like a TV show. And like after 45 minutes, I'm like, when does this end? This is terrible. Is that the guy in the red? Yeah. And okay. he can like shoot lightning out his fingers. Okay. And he doesn't know what to do with it. So it he's walking like down the street and he's like zapping everybody's phone going, you're charged. Oh. You're charged. <laughs> you're charged. That was all he could think of. But having the, the little plug-in Sounds things great. are great. Are, yeah, I don't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> is, is, is a great thing. Let me ask you guys this. Restaurant business. You know, back in the old days, you would always have, and back in Buffalo, where where I'm originally from, this was a thing mm-hmm. back then, you know, a restaurateur, the manager, the owner, most likely, would come by, sit down at your table, check in with you, how are things, maybe send over a drink here or there. It almost never happens anymore. Do you agree with that? Or do you think I'm just, I mean, it, it, it's... I work for a very hands-on owner, but as a whole... Well, Mike's not right. much, yeah. Yeah. But what you do know, you think? Mike. Yeah, Mike's good. I would say if... Like, don't come and sit at my table with me. Like, I'm clearly having my own kind of get-together. But Mm -hmm. I do appreciate or, like, watching people who know the owners Mm -hmm. appreciate when they come up and make sure things are fine. I think people love to be kind of in the know. Except for when they're like, um, I know the owner. And I'm like, yeah, I do too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. It's more of like a, they, to see the owner or whoever is there on a daily basis. They love love They love seeing them come around and actually make sure people are happy. Versus Mm -hmm. if it's an owner that lives in New York and is never there. My my dad walks around with a cup of coffee and works every single table in the room like a G. See, I like that. See, I miss that, that. Old, old kind of person. Old school. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I miss that. All right. Well, there it is. Everything you want to know about restaurants. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> When's the food come in? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know. Be right back. Stick with us, folks. Christmas, make the Are you listening in the lane? Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Welcome back to Drink in the Style in the midst of Minnesota, which is itself a winter wonderland. (laughs) Like, I hate winter, so maybe that's why I hate Christmas. I don't know. Wonderland either. (laughs) (laughs) I like Christmas. I'm going to make it happen. Everybody at the showroom complains. Like, if we lived in Hawaii, Christmas would be great. I mean, how wonderful. The ocean. We Lights. Did, my wife and I, we, we honeymooned. We got married on December 18th, and then we honeymooned in Hawaii over Christmas, and it was, I disagree. I mean, there are only so many times you can hear Maka and still me. So I feel about, you know, have yourself a merry little Christmas, whatever Christmas song is playing on the radio. But you grew up Same in Minnesota, thing. didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> I'll tell you where to stick I've been that trying drum. to leave ever since. Thank <laughs> you pulling you back yes. in. I, I got the same problem. It's been it'll be a decade in uh, January. I, I can't shake this place. Yeah. From Wisconsin, it'll yeah. bring you back no matter what. I try came, to leave, you'll come back. Guarantee. I've been here for twenty, almost twenty five years. We moved mm-hmm. out here. The first five years were spent trying to figure out how to get out. And then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, since then, it's Buffalo just, is really going to suck you back yeah. in. That <laughs> <laughs> you used to this. What are you talking about? Better Nothing summers. is like Minnesota in the winter. Nothing is like Minnesota. No, but maybe uh, Antarctica or something. But winter, but, but Christmas <laughs> is still. It's the it's the only. Re- I, I can understand hating after Christmas. 
that's a death march. No question. But leading up to it, it's when it's kind of like, you know. Well, we're already getting that January weather. Like, on the way here, I saw a polar bear trying to hitchhike back to the North Pole. He was like, I'm going back home where it's a little bit warmer. <laughs> he was trying to fly home and it didn't quite work. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, he was trying to get on, you know, sun country and his seats are very small. He had to eat two children. And they made him buy two seats and he said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Drink in the Style. We have Amanda Mayday from Studio Gray with us. We've polished off a round of espresso martinis, so we are a little tipsy and have plenty of uh, caffeinated energy, and we've moved back to Aquavit. So segment four is going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. I know, seriously. <laughs> uh, but let's talk more about Studio Gray as it currently stands, because we sidetracked onto that, and I think it's a great story of, of what you've launched. and. As an entrepreneur and, and a business, you know, a uh, business owner, um, you know, it's 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 a bold move, mm-hmm. and you know, people sometimes don't realize the level it's of emotional mm-hmm. energy that gets sucked away starting a business. When you launched Studio Gray, what was your vision? You said you were originally thinking something kind of residential, or you wanted no, to stay. No, it was opposite. So, what, like I said, my background's kind of been in the commercial side of work, so that was what I fell in love with. But starting my own thing. I had residential projects on the side through, I've done some HGTV shows where they needed designers for them. So I've been involved in those. So that really helped kind of kick me off because I had a lot of those happening on the side, which led to more residential based projects. Okay. So dealing with a lot of those and some local builders, we were 70% residential, 30% commercial. So it was all trying to get my name out there in the commercial world, which here in Minnesota, it's tiny like everyone knows everyone it's very hard to break into mm-hmm. and like my first project that i had as a, a restaurant or a commercial based project was handsome hog which justin sutherland is killing it right now and that i was think crushing it is actually a better probably a better man. term for it yeah so he that was like one of my first projects that i randomly met these owners randomly got involved they loved me which i hopefully they did but they were like you got to come back we want you to to design this for us and came in and it's like my passion so it i killed it gotta say i killed it love working with the team and that just led to more and more referrals so it's completely referral based mm-hmm. so now i'd say we're probably 90 percent commercial 10 percent residential which is fabulous great great duck is a really really nice uh functioning restaurant i like the setup in that place yeah thanks yeah that was the second one that we did with yeah. kind of justin and the, and the, the, bar, the bar placement with. the dining room the flow like it's like Good. There was only so much concept. we could do around those big, massive columns no, right. that were you have in the to middle around of those space. things. You can't move. So, them, so. yeah, from yeah. what it was, it was it was good. So I'm out of that place. Let me ask you guys, when you approach a a restaurant, because I don't know much about the restaurant business. We do pretty much nothing in that space uh, overall. Um, Do you take a look at it and say we have to have seating capacity? I mean, there's always a maximum seating capacity. But in order for this this restaurant to work, we need to have X numbers of chairs. Or do you take a look at it and say I can fit X number of chairs into this and now how do we we make that work? It usually starts with the client. Yeah, your your square footage also dictates that though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like you can only have so much. Mm -hmm. And And then... it's up to you guys to design it accordingly to, so it flows yep. and you have proper seating. But you kind of run out of space when you start adding tables. Then you realize you have to walk, mm-hmm. chairs. Yeah, you need space for servers to get around and actually like serve people at the tables. And, yeah. Details you know, like For that. people to get in too. I mean, when you think about handicap accessible issues and everything, like there's certain rules you have to abide by mm-hmm. to be able to let anybody and everyone in. Um, so no, usually clients come with like, I want to make sure I have this many seats based on my business plan. Mm-hmm. So, okay, 35% is going to the kitchen and the bar and maybe restrooms if you have to fit them in the space. The rest of it, we have to figure out 
how to get, it's like Tetris, you know, yeah. puzzle pieces. <laughs> how do we get to When you fall asleep, that do you number? see little chairs falling in place in a restaurant? <laughs> Kinda, yeah, you it's do, like, you know, you? you start seeing these little pieces kind of fit in together and you do your best to get to that and like, okay, what kind of place is this? Because then we can cram them in if it's like more fast casual, like more bar experience versus like a finer dining. You're not going to cram in tables where you're bumping into the person behind you because mm-hmm. people are spending a lot of money. They want to be able to sit and enjoy themselves. So it's, it's kind of a different level of experience too. So we've had clients come in and say, I need to get this many seats in this space. Like, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. We can do our best to get to that, but something's got to give. Or, you know, we might need to look at a new space or figure out if we can make it work with X amount of seats. So it's, it's makes I sense. don't know. What about booths versus chairs? How do you approach that? Is that purely aesthetics or is that based on the, the floor plan? Um, it's in? kind of all of the above. So I will always push for mixed seating. Like you have to have booths, you have to have banquettes. You yeah, have banquettes have, are huge. They, I mean, it's so functional. That's, you that's can get, What's a banquette? A booth against the wall. Okay. Yeah, like one long run. One, I mean, of, those, you can one of those tables parties. that doesn't know if it wants to be chairs or tables. Is that what you're talking to, chairs <laughs> or a booth? Yes. Commit, for so God's sake. What the hell's wrong with you? They work so well for larger parties, though. And a lot of people are like, I don't want to face the wall or whatever. They work mm-hmm. fabulous. I love sitting at a booth. And I usually sit, in, or sorry, a banquette. And I either sit in the chair or the banquette. doesn't matter to me. But the soft seating helps break up the space as far as sound. Mm-hmm. It helps give people a different experience. So they'll want to come back and be like, next time I'm going to maybe try, you know, to sit in this booth area over here. Next time I'm going to sit in the bar where it's all high tops and there is no soft seating. But most people want their, their back to be against the wall so they can see everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the, the advantage of a banquette. And, and people uh, love I, their booths. Right. But I prefer a chair because... God willing, I got to sit on the inside of the booth and they want to get out. Like, hey, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no thanks. So everyone's different. That's yeah. the point where we say mix up the variety. If you do all tables and chairs in there, it's going to look like a sea of tables and there's no experience level to it. There's no breakup of different zones. So if you're slow, you can seat one half of the restaurant. Well, you can't if you have one big room of just tables and chairs. It's going to look funny. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, and yeah, you're right. And then, then and then a host will ask if you prefer a table or a chair, depending on, you know, and it's You say a table preference. or a booth, it's 100% table always, booth, always yeah, a booth. Right. Is it really? Unless you're in a wheelchair or they're really large. Really? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like high top tables myself. Yeah, because we sit in the bar. We're bar people. Or business oh, yeah. meetings. Business meetings actually like to sit at tables because you never want to sit right next to someone if you right. don't know them. So right. you like square tops versus rectangle tops. Because then you never have to sit directly next to, you know. And it's funny, those, those things really do matter that mm-hmm. much. Fair point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair point. What about colors? What uh, do you, I mean, obviously, your appetite is going to be affected by the colors mm-hmm. you're being surrounded in. But mm-hmm. how involved do you get on that? Have you ever had anybody comes in and says, you know, I just want everything in fuchsia. I love fuchsia. I'm a fuchsia person. Um, <laughs> I mean, we do it. We adapt to our clients. You mm-hmm. know, there's nothing that we're not going to do. I would say if you come in and you want, you know, the trendy restaurant, we're not going to do that for you because we don't want to be a trend. Like, the, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think beyond a trend. We're being a little bit more innovative than that. I would say overall, like my personal style is like moody. You know, oh, I wear mood and color coordinate so much. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's it's making sure it's not too bubblegum pop unless your you know brand speaks to that. But mm-hmm. if you want something to be a little bit more comfortable for people at night versus day, I mean, it all depends on the type of space that it is. Mm-hmm. If it's fast casual and it's an ice cream shop, well, of course they want it fuchsia everywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to be like you know, this swanky steakhouse and you come in and you want, you know, bright pink all over the place, I'm going to maybe help or paint, find a find a blood pink or something. Paint, that paint, the wall, paint the walls red, give a, give a crappy experience and see the hell that gets unleashed by the people because they're infuriated <laughs> by the color. Yes. Uh-uh. Nope. We will we will gently guide them in a better direction if right. that's if we feel it's strongly against their brand. But it's all supposed to be for them and what they want. And we'll just help guide them in the right direction. 
Well, well, it's expertise, and hopefully they have the wisdom to follow your your lead because you've done so much. You know what does so. and doesn't work. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope so. <laughs> I, 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 the restaurant business, I don't know. Like I said, I uh, I, I, I think it's just it, it, it's such a great business. It is so cool. It's so integral to being a human being to be able to go out and dine together. Mm-hmm. And it's such a difficult thing to do. Yeah. And you guys do it amazingly well. Well, lucky to people like you, Greg. You've kept a lot of restaurants and bars afloat. Yeah, due to Hell your patronage. Yeah, have. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> yes, like people constantly. get to go experience that design in residential. There's like one group of people that get to do it. The family, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else can go see a restaurant we've done. So that's more the exciting part. I can go experience it after we've done it. It's like you can hang out in it, it's see true. what worked and what didn't. Yep. It's true. I love it. All right. Another thing you're working on, by the way, and, and a kind of a behind-the-scenes type of thing, you are working with Sustainable Nine, who are the uh, group that bought uh, the Excelsior Boulevard property where I had habitation furnishing and design. Mm-hmm. They're turning that into kind of their fixture and finish showroom. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what uh, you're doing for those guys. Wow. So we actually started this project with them, and it's maybe like – three years ago at their current location. They were going to do a much smaller footprint for it. So we kind of had it all designed. It was going to be an office. And then it was kind of this new venture um, into more of the retail showroom. And now it it chose your your old space Mm -hmm. uh, for a much larger footprint. Um, So for them, it was really about creating the experience for their clients and or designers to come in and be able to showcase stuff to their clients about what they want to do. I think the biggest thing, we've worked with Sustainable Nine for years and years, so we kind of know how they operate. They know mm-hmm. And we should point out style. Sustainable Nine does primarily residential yes. work, more uh, modern. Uh, modern, uh, sustainable, obviously. Green roofs. I mean, it, it, innovative stuff. I think they're a little bit edgier in some of their color choices and just really cool and, and fun spaces. So it, they've been great to work with. They're and, great so the, the habitation space, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the concrete floors? Because we talked about that last week, actually. Are you guys keeping the concrete floors? We are trying to keep the floors as much as possible. Okay. Yes. Trying not to touch them at all. They are very unlevel. Yeah, trust There's... me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the biggest things was like, okay, how do we get these kitchen vine- these cabinets to mm-hmm. sit level on these things without... Shimming them up and creating a thousand this. different uh-huh. yes, and yep. still making transitions easy. So for the most part, the floors are stained. There might be a small area where we introduce a new flooring material, but we had we had on a flooring okay. guest last week, and we were discussing the trends of concrete versus concrete, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, "Well, we did it blah 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 this time. That's when it was in trend, and we weren't sure if it was still trending." Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to ask uh, unbiased opinion that didn't know our conversation last week. I gotta love concrete. You will never. Never get me off of concrete ever. Like that flooring is always going to be popular no matter what. I don't. I don't care. It's, it's been moving. I mean, we were talking Nancy Flom, actually Nancy Nelson yes. Flom uh, from. I'm having Shorters. coffee with her in a couple of weeks. Finally, really. We oh. keep postponing and then rescheduling, and so now I'll get to see. Looks her. Like everybody knows everybody. We do. <laughs> Told you we it's a small world. It's one do. degree separation in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. And I've been shunned so many times. <laughs> um. <laughs> but you still keep coming back. <laughs> and I keep cockroach, Phoenix, I have a radio whatever. Show. <laughs> No, it's because uh, we were talking about the, the concrete flooring moving kind of into residential as well. Mm-hmm. And there are some different things. And I am actually, we just bought a house to refinish it, and I'm putting in fake concrete floor. Really? We talked about that, too. I, don't, I still don't get fake concrete. I don't get it. Well, it's cheaper, for one. I can put it in myself, right. too, so it makes it cheaper. And it's more durable. Like, we don't have to pour it. It's Right. Easy. No, I get, I get it. I just, I've never seen it before. I was like. Awesome. Wow. Full circle on this one. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up with Amanda Mayday and uh, do the Habitation audio blog. Stick with us, ladies and gentlemen. Rudolph the Red. 
say it glows All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Welcome back Drink in the style, holiday edition, nonstop holiday music beginning to end. We are reveling in the season, are we not, Miss Mayday? Yeah, that's actually a really sad song. My childhood just flashed before my eyes, actually. Don't let him play with them. I I mean, it's all about bullies. It's such a terrible song. 100%. (laughs) I talked about this with the art girls once, which was was so funny. On the radio, or on the, uh, the, have you watched the, the, the Rudolph TV special? Oh, yeah. The uh, like weird animated. Yeah, Santa is one. the biggest bleep me asshole in in the world in this movie. I mean, it is absurd. I mean, the segment where he's listening to all the elves sing and they're singing and they're doing their best, and it finishes, and they look at him, and he looks at them and he goes, "Well, it needs work. I have to go." <laughs> <laughs> he's only, wor- he's only worried about his ho ho ho, man. Yeah. No, that's constructive criticism right there. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, elves were tougher back then. <laughs> they were things like, you know, touchy-feely millennial elves. <laughs> millennial elves. Oh, the millennial elves, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> you've been listening to Drink in the Style. We've had a great program. We've talked about some really, really interesting stuff. Amanda Mayday from Studio Grey has been with us. We've learned about restaurants. I forget, so I always write down, before I forget, Amanda, tell our listeners how they can learn more about Studio Grey. Um, I would say our website's probably the best place. Well, actually, that's uh, that's a lie. Instagram is probably the most, like, current thing because mm-hmm. that's updated usually daily. I would say the last month I've, you know, mm-hmm. it usually comes at, like, the, the back seat of what has to be done. But that kind of follows along with the projects we're working on currently or new things that we see that we think are really interesting that we want to share with either clients or just people who follow us just for the fun of it and want to be inspired. Mm-hmm. So Instagram, it's at Studio Gray Design. And then our website is www.studiograydesign.com. Gray is with an E, people. With G-R-E-Y. an E. What's the difference between A and E? Uh, it's Well, from what I've read or known, it's more of the Scandinavian type of spelling for it. And I am Scandinavian, Norwegian, you know, all things said over there. I never would have guessed. So, right. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of the whole asterisk and the dot and kind of the whole design <laughs> of my logo. Like, I just felt like it was just a little bit more Scandinavian with some of the shapes and the forms. Okay. And So, I, so I have to ask, okay? Yes. So given the time frame of, you said about seven years you've been in business? Mm-hmm. And look, look at Greg pulling back like he's waiting for me to say some crazy stuff. I know. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, you got your finger on the button, Brad? <laughs> no, I'm just so I'm curious. Uh, so given the time frame, how many Fifty Shades jokes have you dealt with with the name? Uh, okay, actually, I would say never except for there was, there was a person that came into our <laughs> office this year. <laughs> That was for Halloween. Was dressed in like all gray and was like, "Guess what? What I am?" And I wasn't there actually at the time. And they were like, "I have no idea." And he's like, "I'm Fifty Shades of Gray." He had different paint colors on. All right. That's like the first one I've ever gotten actually, really? and it sucks because it came out like right at that time. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's weak. No. That's weak. You know, like it's not anything to do with that. It's nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's like I'll tell you. Restaurants in like, bondage. It's, yeah. it's, you can't even we see love the our plug. red room yeah. designs. You know, we'll give you a great private room. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't do that. Um, but no, the gray part was like people are like, "Well, what do you want to be?" I don't want it to be about my name. It isn't just about me. It's mm-hmm. about 
the group, the collective that is of my design team. So it was never to be personal, like just me designing it. No. So I try to like push Tip my of the hat on that. I, I agree. It's like the height of arrogance to expect everyone to work under your name. It's like preemptively taking credit for anything that anyone who works for you does. Well, and if I ever don't want to go to a meeting, like I want, I want the clients to have confidence in my team that I've built. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't always just be about me. I don't want it to be like mm-hmm. it. It was never going to be about just me. It was about what the future could bring for the group and the team so that when I die, it could even live on past that. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um, and, uh, yeah. But but that nevertheless, Studio Mayday has a certain cachet to That's it. like a panic. They'd be like, well, you went with Studio Mayday. What did you expect? Like, it was a shit story. Mayday, Mayday. I need to decide now. <laughs> I think you made the right call. Yeah. Uh, Studio Grey is a great name. It, it, it really is. And the first time I heard about you guys, I thought, oh, that's cool. I love that. It's 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 flexible as It's a name. not flashy. It's mm-hmm. not understated. I guess it's more understated than anything because it was more just trying to be like, we are your neutral. Mm-hmm. We're in between black. We're in between white. We're not like one design versus the other. We're like everything in between. So we'll be your neutral base to help bring your brand to this vision. This, oh, it makes total sense. This new thing. So it's kind that of the, the gray Studio- matter of what of what creates the design. Studio Fuchsia really would have had Studio Fuchsia. such a ring to it. <laughs> that that will be the next business. Yep, the sister company, Studio Fuchsia. Excellent, uh, Newkirk. You got anything going on? You know what? Actually, I had a question for you. I had a question for you. It's the holiday Please. season. Mm. It's the holiday season, and therefore you guys have holiday parties all over the place every day. Liven us up. Tell me about the strangest and most interesting. Most conversationally appropriate, I should say, <laughs> holiday party you guys have hosted. So actually, this goes to the after party uh, okay. last year. Um, we So we, we can only have our holiday parties on Super Bowl Sunday. It's the one day that our contract allows us to close early because nobody goes out when there's a football game on the, mm. the Super Bowl. Okay. So we, we hosted the party. And you have it like at the restaurant? No. Or where do you We, we have it off site because okay. nobody wants to be in the space that they work at. That, so we had it at a bowling alley oh. and then we circumnavigated to the Vegas Lounge. Uh, singing blackout karaoke. Uh, I was more brown enough, so I still remember a little bit. And then we we took an Uber back to my house. I call it navy blue. Actually. Yeah, I like your style. <laughs> I like your style. So we, we take it back to the house. Uh, we, we go back to my place afterwards, and yes, we did vape. Uh, and we we get dropped off like halfway up the block because it was an ice storm. <laughs> so literally, you have eight of us coming out of this this uh, Uber XL, and as soon as we all stepped outside, everybody just hit the ground. Um, we literally all had to crawl up the street in order to get to my house because it was, everything was ice. The snow was ice. Like, everything was ice, and, and we could only barely walk as it After was. After the first one went out, though, didn't the other people learn? Like, no. There, there was no <laughs> like way. lemmings right off a cliff. We, we were all just so freaking drunk. It was like just, a conveyor belt. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine getting a bunch of restaurant people together with free booze. It, it's a free-for-all. It's worse than a wedding. wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's like every other day you're at work, right? Just... Well, you know, this was special. This was special. Because every single one of us hit the ground multiple times finally we just all started crawling and imagine like how the neighbors would think like you see you see eight young adults crawling up the street at bar clothes like what's going on right now yeah hey dan in reality there was actually no ice that day they just thought <laughs> it was june which was we so hammered. freaking weird yeah, we were hammered. all the neighbors are watching they got it on video it's bizarre <laughs> oh god i like the holiday season i do i don't care all that on you all right. Okay, I'm I'm growing to like the holiday season so far. Hello. Yeah, right right Hello. now. Exactly. Yeah. Give me a couple of weeks and I'll be like, yeah, I don't think so. I know. And spe- speaking of which, uh, shameless plug for Mercy okay. is our event director, um, Helen O'Malley. 
Her uh, her email is h o m a l l e y at mercympls.com. So if you're looking for events, call homealley at mercympls.com. Shout out to homealley. I yeah. love homealley. All right, congratulations. You're gonna get a lot of interesting emails, Helen. <laughs> oh yeah. That's not good. Why is Helen late to work again today? <laughs> um, uh, She's crying in her bathroom. <laughs> All right, let's do the habitation audio log and uh, and and hope this goes okay because uh, yeah, as usual, I'm I'm drunk at segment four. Um, <laughs> so, Johnson, you ready? We may have to redo this one. I want your finger on the button. I want you ready to go. All right, sounds good. All right, habitation audio log installment forty four. This week, I'm pleased to say, Habitation got a great write up in one of my favorite publications, the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal. Business Journal reporter and WCCO radio host Patrick Reckemp, uh, I hope I pronounced that right, by the way, Reckemp, it's Nordic, I suspect, uh, took a good deal of time to meet with Habitation Commercial Design staff and to learn how we, as a Minneapolis-based design studio, operate. With a good deal of emphasis on our multifamily housing model practice, Patrick laid out what makes Habitation different, what challenges we've experienced, and what we foresee in the future. Bottom line is this. We're playing in a pretty crowded pool, and a lot of players who are a hell of a lot bigger than we are are in that same space. That said, exposure is the key to driving growth, and we certainly don't expect, and while we certainly don't expect a huge amount of attention, those little bits are what we can use to develop and grow. So if you're a subscriber to the journal, and if you're a member of the business community here in the Twin Cities, and you're not a subscriber, you're making a big mistake, go check out the article. And a shout out to Patrick and the team at the journal. You guys are doing a, you guys are a hell of an asset to the community, and your work is doing uh, great stuff and is greatly appreciated. Right? Kind of a I like shameless thing. No thank distractions. You. Like, no, I didn't want to distract you. It's an uh, important moment. Thank you. Thank <laughs> that you. That's very it was, nice. It was kind of a shameless thank you mm-hmm. to the to the journal, but you know, it it matters. I mean, no, it's not though. A thank you is a thank you. Right. And yeah. and it was it's 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 a great article. He's a really good. Greg guy. doesn't say thank you very often, so that was treasure right there. Right. Yeah, you're right. Gold. You're right. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah. So there it is. I won't say thank you again, except you know, <laughs> I swear I won't say thank you again. <laughs> Never again. I said good day. I said, good day, sir. <laughs> By the way, Amanda, you got a write-up in the Star Tribune a few weeks ago that was a big deal. How did that go? It came to be a big deal, so it, so it seems. So we have some awesome women office with us, uh, Cast Iron Communications. They do a lot of PR and strategic marketing for food and beverage industries. So it was fitting that they kind of share the space with us every now and then. We have similar clients and they obviously love us and we love them. And they were like, oh, you should contact this guy at Star Tribune or we'll reach out to him and see if they'd be interested in using you for their movers and shakers column. So they did. And he was interested, came out, did an interview. And then I feel like it was like six months later, maybe not that long, three months later. And all of a sudden I get a text message at 6 a.m. from three different people saying, nice article, You're nice article. Like, what are you the, talking about? You're famous. About? Yeah. So it was awesome. It was much bigger than expected, but I'll take it. Good for you. Folks, check it out. It was a great article. Thank you for listening to Drink in the Style. On behalf of everybody in the studio, I want to wish you good luck. And I got to throw in a Phyllis Diller line. What I don't like about Christmas parties is looking for a new job the next day. (laughs) Good night, everybody.